0: Last week, we talked about Krillian the Everwalker, ever curious to explore the realm of true spirit. Krillian wanted to explore this abstract concept that was spirit. This week, we're gonna meet the Alltaker's child that had a very similar curiosity. The Alltaker's child that also wanted to explore. This week, we're going to meet Charon. This is the School of the Dead. I am Andrew Seco, your host and teacher for the day. As always, I will link any supplementary texts and material so that you can go and continue your research on your own, but our main and primary textbook for the day will continue to be the Chronicle of the Underworld. So let's continue to meet the Alltaker's children. Today, we're going to meet Charon, the Ferryman. So like I said last week, Krillian wanted to explore the philosophical limits of spirit. He wanted to explore conceptually what the realm of true spirit was, and explore it and contemplate it. Charon was also a member of the faction of spirit, and he also wanted to explore. Because Charon was also curious, but not about what could be, but what was. What truly existed, what he could reach out and grab. And he had a strange fascination with the veils between realms. We've talked about the Veils Between Realms before. Between the Underworld and the Celestial Realm, there's the Veil of Dreams. Between the Underworld and the Mortal Realm, there's the Veil of Shadows. In the early days of the Underworld, Charon traversed the Veil of Shadows to deliver souls from the Mortal Realm to the Underworld. He would take mortals safely through the Veil. But while Charon projects the identity of a faithful celestial courier of souls, he is in fact a clandestine agent of the Alltaker's Rebellion, stashing one special soul at a time in the underworld. And that's sort of the nature of the rebellion itself, of false compliance with the celestials all the while, taking just enough off the top to grow stronger. So Charon took mortal souls safely through the veil, but he noticed something strange signs of life within the veil and not just creatures or beasts mortals he saw their footprints so to speak and he took it upon himself to bring them safely to the underworld from within the veils it seems that there were beings that didn't die they simply wandered straight into the veil of shadows searching for their way to the other side these are the undead in the underworld some call them ghouls, but they have many names. Many tribes came through and Charon guided them to the best of his ability. But Charon found more than just tribes. He found some souls lost in transit. So Charon acted as more than just a ferryman. He acted as a mariner searching for those lost at sea. He was searching for those lost in the Vale of Shadows. He was surprised by how much there actually was to discover within the Veil of Shadows. Not just conceptually, but what was truly there. Pockets of history and rivers of artifacts. And with all that he saw, Charon began to develop a theory. See, Charon had seen that there were things, people, places between the mortal realm and the underworld. And he knew, theoretically, that there would be just as much in the veil of Dreams. But he wondered if these networks weren't limited to just these two realms. Charon asked himself, what if there was a network between the underworld and the realm of true spirit could he then explore true spirit not just projecting his consciousness or contemplating but really physically being there and furthermore what would be there who would be there he knew that there were lost souls in the veil of shadows where else could they be he had to find out and as a guide and a ferryman karen had a duty to the underworld So, with approval from the All-Taker himself, Charon prepared for his greatest voyage yet. Charon was to assemble a small crew. A crew of trusted mourners, who didn't fear the unknown, but embraced it. He picked two other mourners, one from each faction. After all, only the Underworld United can succeed. So he picked a scribe from the faction of Bone, Nexus. It was her role to record the voyage with perfect precision. Every turn and every observation had to be recorded and catalogued for when they returned. Nexus had a perfect spatial memory, so she could trace footing in a fight or travel of unexplored terrain. Karen also recruited an assassin from the Conclave of Shadows that went by the name Needles. In the Conclave of Shadows, Needles is a title and a name. A title only held by one apex assassin at a time, a title to be defended. There was no telling what dangers they would face in the unknown, so they needed someone who could adapt to any challenge, and there was no one better for that than Needles. Charon's crew was to set off and search for evidence of a network between the Underworld and the Realm of True Spirit. Charon theorized that if he drifted in the Veil of Shadows, he would eventually come out of the mouth of the river, so to speak. He could drift and find himself in a sea. And if there was a sea, then he could follow the shore and perhaps find other rivers. He just needed evidence. Nothing more, nothing less. He'd find his proof, and then he would come back. So Charon, Nexus, and Needles set off on a voyage. A voyage that was supposed to be no longer than three mairdrem. Quick note, a mair is the equivalent of one day in the underworld. A Mayor Drem is the equivalent of one hour in the Underworld. Okay, his voyage was supposed to be no longer than three mayordrem, but he took off into the Vale and no one's heard from him since. But there are myths, rumors. Some Mortis Knights return from the harvest and bring back stories that have markers of Charon. Images in the corner of their eyes or perhaps a story they overheard in the mortal realm, but no one knows where he is. No one knows if he survived. Charon's story might sound familiar to you. Maybe you've heard myths of a ferryman who takes souls across a river into the underworld in exchange for a coin. See, Charon is actually rather well known in the underworld, though he never required a coin. There are footprints of the underworld in the mortal realm, and perhaps Charon is the biggest one, but there are more. There was an era of man where enlightenment was on the way, and mortals were truly close to understanding the world and its cosmic nature. A society reaching great heights with their fearless and flawless leader at the helm. But somehow, before the society reached its zenith, it fell. Does that not kinda sound like the story of Atlantis? Perhaps that's just a fragment of the blurring of mythologies. Of course, mortals know about the notion of death. They just imagine him differently. They don't know him as the All-Taker. Stories of ghosts on battlefields aren't unfounded because that's where reapers wait to collect souls. There are stories of mermaids luring sailors to their death. Have you seen Galivarb? All over, the underworld has left footprints in the mortal realm. I'll give you one more example. In the comic and motion comic called Rise of the Red Death, we learn about Avarkis, a mourner who is condemned to walk the mortal realm. Naturally, stories of him spread. And though many of these footprints are misunderstood and retold in strange inaccurate ways charon's footprint is the closest to true he is a guide meant to bring lost souls to the underworld through charon's efforts and his voyage the underworld can rise conquer and rule and that is charon the ferryman if you have any questions about this episode about charon or court of the dead in general Reach out on any of our social media, we'll answer to the very best of our ability. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of School of the Dead. Stay tuned, because next week we're going to talk about the All-Taker's Child, Ravels, the Sanguine Heresy, and the Blood Faction. Now go mortals, rise, conquer, and rule.